0: There. This is Michael Kane with raising the cane. Well, it's been a busy February. Hope all of your Valentines went well. And so, anyway, we're going to continue on Napoleon Hill's Law of Success, 21st Century Edition. Okay, we're gonna. Where do we leave off? We left, uh, left off at a definite chief aim. I believe this is, um, the success principle number two, uh, we're, uh, I'm doing these in stages cause it's a very big book. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I do recommend his, uh, think and grow rich, excellent book, uh, probably in the top, uh, top two of, uh, financial uh, books or success books, and so I do recommend you uh, purchasing that one and the one I'm reading, the Law of Success. So anyway, let's recount. It's been a while because of the holidays and and the holidays. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, what is a definite chief aim? What the heck am you talking about, Michael Kane? Well, what that is is um, being living on purpose, actually. Having a definite, absolute, defined direction, goal on what you want to do and how you're going to do it. How, What are you going to do to be successful, number one, and how you're going to get there? Definite, absolute plan, specific to the T. Or should I say to the P, plan. What are you going to do? Okay, are you going to be like uh, a feather in the wind? the wind goes north, you go north. If it goes south, you go south, east, west. You get the idea. Let's get to the book directly. Napoleon Hill analyzed more than 16,000 men and women. Wow, that's a lot for facts see I we'll have to break this book down in many episodes because it's it's so involved this would be a mini series a, ba- a little movie a mini movie if if we wanted to do that but anyway um, on success who's successful how many out of these 16,000 are deemed successful or fail failures hate to say that but you know that's what it is and we'll define what success means to the the barometer of his studies analysis so out of that study, sixteen thousand people, including men and women ninety five did you hear me ninety five percent of all who were analyzed were failures, and only five percent were successes. Here's one. Um, or two uh, metrics here the term failure means they, I'm reading out a book now don't blame me they had failed to find happiness and the ordinary necessities of life wow wow okay so to continue with that and to go deeper okay they weren't happy Does that mean, okay, I make a million dollars a month. I'm not successful. Okay, that's a good question. Okay, financially, you have money in the bank. You're deemed rich. However, no, you're not successful. Point blank. Because you're not happy doing what, You're doing to get that money. So, i.e., you're not totally successful in the big scheme of things, right? Okay, I know, I hear there's some debate here. Maybe we should do this on a, um, maybe we'll bring this up with the full ensemble with Maurice and Sandra, uh, with Raising the King crew. I want to debate this. Are you happy if you have a lot of money? Huh, maybe, maybe not. So here, this is what he says. One of the most startling facts brought to light by those 16,000 analysis was the discovery that the 95% who were classified as failures were in that class because they had no definite chief aim in life. There it is, that feather going where the wind blows. While the 5%, of successful ones not only had purpose purposes that were definite but they also had definite plans for the attainment of their purposes so what exactly you're going to do and how you're going to exactly do it folks we need to rise to this level rise to this level to be successful totally successful You know, I did a podcast on suicides uh, and one on being happy. And a lot of rich folks, wealthy folks, killed themselves. And you got to ask yourself why. They have all that money on God's earth why they're not happy. Because money in and of itself, prestige in and of itself, celebrity in and of itself does not make one truly happy may pretend to, and do that little Miss America wave, and pretend that all is well, but all is not well, so listen to me, so, so, let's look at some of his analysis here, Uh, and it's taken from his book, Think and Grow Rich, by the way, um, Do you find fault with people easily? I'm just going to rattle some uh, self-analysis off. Uh, Why am I reading this? This is to kind of do a self-study on who you are. Do you envy people who are most successful? Do you devote more time thinking about success or failure? Do you learn from your mistakes? Are you gaining or losing self-confidence as you grow older? Do you often make mistakes in your work? Are you sarcastic and obnoxious? Do you avoid your troubles by being busy? Do you let other people do your thinking for you? Does anyone nag you? Do you have an aim in life and a plan of achieving it? So he has this uh, this uh, self-analysis. So you can take measure of your life, folks. It's pretty good. Uh, it may be scary <laughs> as far as the results, maybe. So, the whole point is to answer each of these questions, truthfully, obviously, so that you get to know more about yourself than the majority of people do. You study these questions very carefully, and then this will help um, see where you're starting from, you know? And by the way, I always say, me, I myself, and I, it's not where you start. It's where you finish. Just like money. It's not how much you make. It's how much you keep. A lot of people making 10, 20, 30, 50 thousand a month not keeping it. That's not smart. I don't think so. Are they happy? Hmm. okay? So definite chief aim. So this law success principle. Definite chief aim. It's very pertinent pertinent, because it's absolute definite. Do you know how you're going to go from point A to point B? So we're going to go more into um, the psychology of that during the series. Not necessarily tonight, but I I just want to get y'all thinking. Y'all, that's a Southern expression, y'all. Do not, I'm going to quote Napoleon Hill do not tell the world what you can do. Show it. You know, folks, and I was guilty, always talking about what you're going to do, what you're going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm so great doing this and doing that. But it's actually the results. So you don't want to be scattered in the wind. It's one thing being a five-year-old. What you going to be, Johnny, when you grow up? I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a police officer. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be this. You know, um, you can go on and on, not to just pick on Johnny. Uh, it's important to be grounded at some point. It's, it's okay to change your mind and experiment through what you want to be, who you are. But at some point, to move forward, to be truly successful, you have to make a decision, and you know one thing. This book emphasizes, and 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 I, I agree, because uh, I when I do uh, my workshops or seminars or speeches or whatever I do, uh, writing books or whatever, I always look at what are your nat- what are your gifts to the world. What are you naturally gifted for? Now, true, you could be gifted in something and not truly be in love with it per se, or want to do that as a vocation but you could draw upon your natural talents and gifts to get you on that right path because then we already talked about being happy is part of the equation right okay so i want to read you this remarkable fantastic story and it happened in 1990 Yes, it's still in the book, uh, Law of Success. That's why I say 21st century edition, beyond Napoleon Hill's natural life. But it's updated in the same spirit and vein, if he were still here. I'm just going to read it to you. I'm quoting the book now. In 1990, Douglas Grant was paralyzed in an accident that left him in a wheelchair. But instead of deciding that his life was over... Grant embarked on the pursuit of a definite chief aim. Remember how what he's going to do and how he's going to get there. His father had told him he would never walk again unless he had a vision in life. Grant's vision was not just to walk, but to win a gold medal as a weightlifter. To quote him, I decided I would make it happen, he says. He created his own strategy for rehabilitation and it started to restore his mobility. Wow! Can you understand that? By 1993 he was not only walking but he also won the world championship of powerlifting, getting that gold medal he had dreamed of. Grant's battle to restore his strength had also excited his interest in nutrition. He created a mastermind with a a leading authority on enzymes. And remember a mastermind, we went over several series uh uh podcasts with that, uh where you're getting with like-minded individuals who's thinking in the same uh trajectory as you, positive, optimistic and goal specific, goal-minded. But anyway, Grant hooked up with a leading authority of it and developed an enzyme activated nutritional system called Infinity 2. And they said the program is used by professional teams like the New York Yankees, Houston Rockets, etc. million-dollar business. So, if you're still, this is Michael Kane talking here. If you're still trying to figure out who you are, what you want to be, it's okay. Just don't take 20, 30, 40 years. It can take, you know, honestly, it has taken a lot of folks. Two, three decades to figure that out. So you got to do you. However, what do you want out of life? Why delay it? Now, true, you have to step out on faith. That's true. But prepared. Be prepared. Just don't say, oh, God, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to just walk the tightrope. Well, if you don't practice, you're going to fall. Okay? You know, faith is still rehearsing, still practicing, still developing, nurturing a talent, a gift, right? A skill, knowledge. So, I like this example Napoleon Hill gives on page 163 of this book. If a ship lost its rudder in mid-ocean and began circling around, it would soon exhaust its fuel supply without reaching shore, despite that it would use up enough energy to carry it to shore and back several times. So, notice the rudder is just going around in circles using a ballast gas, where at that point, at some point, it's going to be hopeless. So, the person who labors without a definite person backed by a definite plan for its attainment. Let me repeat that. The person who labors without a definite purpose. So you're just doing something, just going through the motions with no real forethought to the conclusion of what you expect, how you expect it. So it resembles the ship that has lost its rudder. So if you do that, just like this ship that lost its rudder going around circles, you're staying busy, but you're not producing anything relevant, meaningful, Toward what you really want to be. What you want to do. So he quotes. Let me quote him. Hard labor and good intentions. Are not sufficient. To carry anyone through to success. Notice, see that. You could be working your butt off. Just working hard to get you there. No it won't. Because that's in the eye of the beholder. What is your end goal? What does your heart say? What is your mind? What do you want to do with your life? So you can't be spinning your wheels. You may be doing something good, but it may not be good for you. It may be good intentions, good uh, uh, for someone else, but may not be good for you. So tough love. So this definite chief aim, it speaks about a definite purpose backed by a definite plan and that is a plan of action not plan of sitting down a plan of sleeping plan of just hoping for the best right not haphazard It's guided specific definite is absolute what you're gonna do and how you're gonna get there so. And so his study of 16,000 people demonstrates those who are specific and intentional are the ones that have true success. Meaning they're doing, those 5% in his study have one big thing in common. I of just being successful, of course, is they were happy and loving and doing what they want to do. Okay. And they had us not just doing what they want to do, they had a plan to be successful, financially successful, doing what they want to do. Big difference here. Because you can do what you love and just be floating in the wind with no definite plan to be financially successful. Okay. It's good to be happy, but be happy with money. How's that? I like this quote, and this is my last quote of him tonight we're gonna it's not gonna long this is not a long episode here, okay? It's not tonight until you select a definite purpose in life, you dissipate your energies and spread your thoughts over so many subjects and in so many different dis- directions that they lead not to power but to indecision and weakness. so they' just scattered all over the place. You got to pick something, folks. Can't pick 13 things to do well at. Start with one. Develop it. Master it. Move on. Make money. With the aid of a... Here, oh, I love this. With the aid of a magnifying glass, you can teach yourself a great lesson on the value of organized effort. Through the use of such a glass, you can focus the sun's ray on a definite spot so strongly that they will burn a hole through a plank. Remove the glass, which represents the definite purpose. And the same rays of sun may shine on that same plank for a million years without burning it. So if you're all scattered and not laser beam focused on the biggest thing, you're going to be so scattered going through the whole alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Pick one. Pick A, pick B, pick Z, pick M, N-O-L-O-P. Don't pick all 26 letters of the alphabet. Pick one and do it. And hopefully it's something you like to do. So this is here to give you some tough love from Raising a Cane to concentrate your energies. And that's, you know what, folks? I didn't just do that. I uh, was distracted as well at some point. We all can get that way. But it's important that you stand your ground. Stand your ground. Believe in yourself. Say, I, I believe, believe in, in, my, self. And you make sure you have a posse and inner circle that believes in you too. Like in the mastermind we talked about, you have like-minded people, people that support you. Anyone that doesn't support you, you need a new posse. You need a new group. You need to establish some connections where you can support each other. Right? So anyway, I hope you liked this episode. And we're going to continue... Uh, with the laws of success. We have a dozen and a half more to do. So. But today. Not tomorrow. Procrastinators wait. Till tomorrow. Don't procrastinate. By the way. Uh, my book. Is online already. Slaying your dragons. Living the life you always wanted. Through Amazon. Barnes and Noble. The hardcover is coming out. Uh, in a couple weeks. Probably. Two or three weeks. Next month, I'll just say next month. Hard copy, then the paperback to follow. Then audio is coming. So I encourage you. Slaying your dragons, living the life you always wanted by Michael Caine. So uh, self-serving for sure. (laughs) I believe. Michael, do you believe in yourself? I believe in myself. So, and I believe in you, you listeners. Believe in yourself. That you can set your mind on something and achieve it. Uh, We all trying to reach the top of that mountaintop, right? So be blessed. Uh, Please continue to listen to Raising the Cane. Tell your family and friends. We may not always agree. We can agree to disagree on certain things. We have different perspectives when we have our ensemble. We're going to be having an episode another week, I believe. uh, About another week or so with sandra and maurice and to cover various topics of interest that's out there and give different per- opinions so we're not going to be just a one-way thought or anything but anyway wish you well until next time with raising the cane